0: Welcome to the Crazy Ike Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Teddy. No matter where you are, thanks for making this part of your day. Thanks for taking a listen. Follow me on social media, Facebook page, Crazy Ike Fan. On Twitter and on Instagram, at Crazy Ike Fan. Well, I hope everyone's doing well. I'm recording this shortly after our win 2-0 against Asteras Tripolis. And I'm uh, currently watching the last five minutes or so. It's at about the 85th minute. It's still nil-nil against the in the derby at the union um we'll see what happens here anyway guys before i get started let me talk about something that i've been meaning to talk about over the last few episodes of the podcast and i completely forgot and i apologize because i know this was like big news in the ike world um i'm referring to uh The player, Dachenko, who was on loan from Ike to back home in his homeland in Ukraine to Zoria, who had suffered a cardiac arrest actually three separate times while he was at team training in Turkey. Uh, He seems to be doing better. If I'm not mistaken, the last things that I heard about this, the last news to come out of Athens is that he had successful surgery. Uh, Now, he had to have a pacemaker put in. I don't know what. The extent of that is as far as him continuing a playing career. Uh, I wish him a speedy recovery. I should have already mentioned this on the podcast. I didn't mention it on any of my pages. I apologize. You know, he's 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 still an, an Ike player under contract. I think Ike came out and said they're going to cover all his medical expenses. Uh, you know, this, this has just been a tragic guy. First off, he comes to the team. Uh, I think it was the last winter transfer or the the year before that. It might've been the year before that. I think it was the year before that. And first off, I mean, the guy didn't have anyone on the team to translate for him. Uh, On the pitch just wasn't what I expected. I think this was a a transfer made by Panagotis Konef, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Um, Didn't really look this up beforehand. Um, But then Ike loaned him out to, in his home country, a team called Zoria, and uh, tragically enough, when he was signing his contract, or he was getting ready to land in the country, well, well, he signed his contract and his wife was on his way to pick him up, she tragically got into a car accident and died. Um, speedy recovery to this poor guy. I mean, he's been through a lot. Um, hopefully, I mean, he's, I'm sure he's thankful to be alive, and our thoughts and prayers are with him. Uh, Just wanted to mention that because I I should have already over the last few episodes. Um, But um, let's get on with it, guys. Uh, Notes, some notes have to pertain to uh, correcting some of my thoughts on last week's podcast. Uh, First off, let me apologize for not being able to record a pregame pod this week. It's just busy with life and work. And by the time I would have came around to recording it, probably would have been Thursday night, U.S. time. So by that time, I was like, okay, we're playing on Saturday. What's what's the point now? Um, uh, I was going to – I freed up some time today so I could record a podcast. Obviously, today after the match, no matter what the outcome was. Um, But I do want to go over some notes that – I either forgot to talk about or didn't talk about in the last podcast the, about the Pauk, the Derby and Tumba. And first off, did not realize that uh, the ball had actually ricocheted off of Amrabat, had hit. I mean, not Amrabat, I'm sorry. The ball had ricocheted and hit Vida's uh, foot on the on the first Pauk goal that changed the trajectory of the ball. Still, the the ball was hit without that much power where I really think An- Anastasiades should have really done better there. Um, there's been a lot of griping about him this past week, rightfully so, because on the second goal, I don't, I don't feel like it's much his fault. The first one, definitely. I mean, in that one, you know, as I said before the match, um, that whoever scores first in that match, in, in that deadbeat, was going to possibly probably... 90% win the match. Uh, let's see here. It looks like, quick uh, quick pause, Oli Berkos have just taken the lead in the 89th minute. We'll see if it stands, see if there's any offsides calls, you know, VAR and whatnot. But it looks like, all things considering, Oli Berkos are going to win the Derby Apatoneon, Pat- as I like to call it, uh, which sets more fire to the to the Super League. So now, if, if this stands... Ike are going to be one point behind Panathinaikos with, um, with still, um, you know, the Atromitos decision still looming. And I'll talk about that later. And Olivia is still going to be three points behind Ike. And Pauk, of course, they S the bed today and all the progress that they had against Ike. Somehow, Capota head up there in Thessaloniki, and I'll get to him in a minute, is going to blame Ike. I'm sure he already has. I haven't listened to anything post-game, but they drew nil-nil today. So, congratulations, Razvan Nasekala. Anyway, so as I was saying, <laughs> to get back on topic, um, Ike or the ball or Anathasiades should have done better uh, on that first goal. The second goal, was it was just a uh, blown, blown assignment in the box. I mean, you cannot... The player for Pauk, the defender, was left wide open. He had a wide open header. Um, you know, Defensively, I don't need to go through this again. We've talked about it in the last podcast. We didn't look so great. Um, now, let me talk about Mr. Capotahead, Head, Luchescu himself. I gave him a lot of praise on the last podcast. I was a, tried to do the gentleman thing and, and give him credit, but he didn't want to take the credit. All he wanted to do... Was blame Ike for everything, Ike, Ike, Ike. Athens, this, that, blah, 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 blah. Listen, I'm sick and tired of this guy, and I'll never, I'll give him credit as a manager, but I'll never praise him again like I did in the in the previous match. Dude, why don't you give credit to where credits due? You had a great game plan. You got lucky on a on both goals, but you had a, you played a great game plan against Ike. You were able to get the best of us and move on. You're taking credit away from yourself. And I used to think, like I uh, like I said in one of my tweets, after uh, after I had recorded the podcast and after I heard his comments, where I said, why are you, you know, why don't you give credit to your players? Why don't you give credit to your game plan instead of this constant harping? And on the other hand, like, I used to think this was all... Uh Baok as an organization This was coming out of Balk, Like as a team Balk were putting him As head of this to be saying this stuff Right so I used to be able to give him The benefit of the doubt now I can't give him The benefit of the doubt I don't care man Like There's no benefit of the doubt anymore for you And the other thing is and I'm sorry to get Into this but I have Lost all respect for gate 4 Ultras especially when you Hang A a basketball jersey of a play of a Nike player who is deceased. That shows you don't respect death. You don't respect your opponent. You don't respect anything. You think the whole world is against you, but you put up Bulgarian flags in your in your in your end. So congratulations, gate four. I know you're not all like that, and I'm not trying to lash out and I'm not trying to say bad stuff about all POC fans, because I don't think all POC fans have that same mentality, but when someone Sitting in that stand doesn't have the guts to go up there and pull some of those banners down that they put up or the banner that reads, and I'm not one to lash out about this kind of stuff. I don't care. Everyone can put whatever out they want, but please, respect respect the dead. Be a decent human being. Like the, the other banner that read, you know, after the murder of, of the kid, Alkis, that read, uh, where it read uh, Brothers... Hold tight. We're with you. Talking about the freaking murderers. When your team doesn't respect uh, the dead and when you're – not when your team, when your fan base doesn't respect death and dead people and doesn't respect uh, or doesn't – or gives credit to murderers or shouts out to murderers, then I've lost all respect for you. That's it. I mean – and it frustrates me. Now, I don't know what the deal is. I know there was a lot of anger towards Pauk for the for the banner or whatnot, rightfully so. And I think anyone would feel that way. I don't care who you are. And again, I'm not saying all Pauk fans are like this. But for me, and I don't know if it's happened yet, because simply I just haven't had time. Oh, my gosh. Hold on, guys. Marinaki is on the field. Does he have a gun? I might have to take a break here, guys, and watch what's going on. I don't know what the heck is. Oh, they disallowed Olympiacos' goal. That's why they're all up in arms. Oh, wow, that's actually happened in the Greek Super League? Olympiacos are disallowed a goal? Wow, you're going to kill What a shame is this? And they're Anyway, guys, I got a little excited there. Had got a little too much coffee today. Um, but as I, as I was saying, <laughs> I probably should have waited to record this after the match. But I think you, some of you guys would probably find this funny. Um, it's just disrespectful, man. Like, I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, and then when FAO doesn't come out as an organization, now I don't know if they did or not. Like, I don't want to be misquoted because, like I said, I've had a very busy week. I haven't had – there have been days where I, I don't tune in at all to – the Greek news to hear about what's going on. But as to my knowledge, as of right now, Balk never came out to condemn what the fans did. Um, so, anyway, just lost a lot of respect for them as an organization if that didn't happen. Uh, definitely lost all respect for Gate 4, that's for sure. Not everyone in Gate 4, we all know that the old English saying of. Uh, some rotten apples were ruling the bunch. That's what's going on here. We all know that everyone has these types of anomaly or treli or engephali, you know, that uh, don't respect anything. All they respect is, is their own violence and their own thought process. Anyway, guys, let's move on from that. That's all I got to say about that. couple of news and notes. Uh, Mohammadi and... Uh, Pablo Fernandez are probably going to start practicing, resume practicing soon. Um, so that's really good news, especially with Hadji Safi playing all the games. He did at left back. This will give us a little bit more help there on, on left back, more speed that we need. Um, I've talked about my feelings on Hadji Safi before. I really think he's a good player, but we definitely could use a little more speed on that on that side of the ball. Um, also, Fernandez coming back gives us another offensive weapon. We still have not been able to see exactly what Fernandez can do, and especially today, and I'll talk about it later, uh, with the loss of Levy Garcia. we don't know. I don't know any news yet. I haven't heard anything. No reports yet on what um, he was having some issue with his thigh. No reports yet on what's going on and what, you know, as soon as I uh, just keep up with my Twitter and Facebook page, I'll send it out as soon as I'm able to hear something. Um, On the great follow on Twitter is the guy that runs the guy or gal, I don't know, the person that runs the Ike Insider. Um, It's a Twitter page that posts Ike news in English. They do a heck of a lot of a better job posting with me, so shout out to him. Uh, I love seeing his posts because obviously, as I've stated before on this podcast, I could speak really good Greek. I can't read very well, so it's kind of hard when you read it, uh, I don't know third grade level or second grade level to go through and read an entire article to be able to understand exactly what it's talking about. You know, um, so follow him also. He's a great follow if you're an ID, uh or just in general, if you're a Greek football fan. Um, trouble also with Van Vuyert. Obviously this poses a big issue and I'll talk about it later. Where now we don't have a, a clear center forward. Like we have players that have played center forward before Araujo can do it, Zuber did it today for a little while, Amrabat can do it, but no one is explosive and is fast, and it's having this type of season that Garcia is having. Um, You know, there is Kusidi on Aikvita, but he's probably not in the best game form, considering they haven't had uh, matches recently at Aikvita in the Super League 2, so something to really keep our eyes on. I'm not going to keep you guys long today, but let's get into <coughs> talking about the match a little bit. Um, actually, before I go to that, let me finish what I was going to say about uh, two things. Um, one was about Anafasiadis. I felt bad. Ooh, hold on. Socrati just got a red card. Wow. That's going to. uh pfft. It's thank- it better be thankful that um I think they have like Livadia next week. <laughs> so he'll miss Livadia I don't know. He might actually miss the, the Derby against the Ike, the Cup match. That'll be that'll be coming out soon. Let's see what happens if you guys aren't watching this this clown show breakdown. Ah, the Socrates. Congratulations. Um Anyway, let me get back on topic, guys. I keep getting uh, sidetracked. Um, But, yeah, I wouldn't blame so much on uh, on Anafasiadis. I mean, I think he's, you know, today he was not tested in this game against Tripoli. This was a game that I was very interested, very uh, waiting for it. How Ike were going to react after a derby loss, after... How they didn't play bad, but the result didn't go their way, and you know I wanted to see how Anafasiades would react, but he was tested zero times today. I mean, he basically had uh, nothing going on for him uh, on that end of the ha- on, uh, on that end of the of the pitch. Um, and then also another thing, but I think we need to be patient with him. You know, uh, case in point, guys. I mean, anyone that watched the Real Madrid Liverpool match midweek Champions League match, you saw two world-class goalkeepers. Now I yes in England and outside of Ike I do support Liverpool. So I remember the game that Courtois had against Liverpool uh in the in the UCL final last year. And him and Allison both had disastrous blunders that you probably don't even see at like a playground level to be committed. So That's part of being a goalkeeper. Part of being a goalkeeper is you're going to make mistakes. You're going to cost your team. Unfortunately, sometimes you might even cost them games and points. But it's how you bounce back. Um, uh, It's nice that we have uh, a great backup in Stankovic just in case Anathasiadis is going through a bad uh, bad run of form here. We can have a great replacement like Stankovic, you know, sitting back and... um, it's, it's it's great to have a backup like that. Um, moving on, Ike were filed the uh, appeal in the court in the Greek court. Uh, no ruling yet. The appeal was filed Friday morning, and of course, this being a three day weekend in Greece, Kalisa la Christia olus. Monday marks the beginning of Orthodox Lent, so um, it's known as Clean Monday. In Greece, and it's uh, it's basically a three day weekend, like all, most businesses and most uh, everything's pretty much shut down um, in honor of that. Um, so most likely what they're saying is the decision of what's going to happen is not going to come out till Wednesday or maybe even Thursday, uh, but it needs to come out next week because if they rule the same ruling of the game needs to be played, it has to be played the following week. Uh, weekdays and it has to be played before the playoffs can start. Uh, update on that is a nike reporter in Greece obtained uh, information that, um, or paperwork where Atromitos had signed a contract with the township or municipality of uh, Peristeri for the lease of the stadium for 10 years from 2012 to 2022, this is a very big, vital, very big piece and vital information that could swing things towards Ike's way, towards Ike getting the win on paper. Uh, and basically, I throw me those forfeiting and Ike getting a three-nil win on paper and picking up those three points. For me, again, a better decision and a better rule if they can vote on this next year. Would be, I'm all for I throw me those losing points, and they should be docked three points. But I still believe the game should be played because you guys know what's gonna happen if we end up winning this championship by three points. Not that I really care anymore of what anyone says. It's always gonna be referred to this to a paper thing. You know, it's not gonna be referred that. Luchescu couldn't beat Yanana and Yanana today. Not that I, not the only team that did that was Panathinaikos. But it's not going to be... It's not going to be on merit for Ike. It's always going to be seen as kind of a, a championship with an asterisk by it. Um, but let's move on. Let's talk about the match a little bit. So, Ike... Oh, there weren't very, very many notes here because... I mean, I want to say the word that I wrote down for this match is dominant. It was a dominant performance by Ike, but not in every sense of the word. Ike dominated. They dominated possessions. They obviously, if you guys follow me on Twitter, and I think a lot of people posted about this, and a lot of people are talking about it, uh, dominated on the stat sheet where Astedas had zero, total of zero shots Off or on target. They had nothing offensively. I had 34 shots with, I think, nine on target, if I'm not mistaken. So, but it's not as dominant as it was on the stat sheet. Uh, First half, um, Asteras. I might have said this a minute ago. I apologize. Asteras have always been known to be kind of a a roughhousing team, a very uh, physical team. Um, this physicality kind of cost them at the very beginning of the match in the fourth minute. Now, full disclosure, guys, I had family over at the house this morning. Bunch of kids were running around. I didn't have the volume up on on the TV. I didn't see exactly what happened, the play that happened. Uh so at a glance that I was able to, to take, um, I saw that the red was a little harsh, but I'm gonna have to rewatch it again. Obviously, this completely changed the game around. and um, But for me, would you say that changed it for better or for worse for Ike? Because I do feel like Estetas do have some firepower up front. They could counter really fast. They were probably going to play a little more reserved, a little more holding their defensive lines instead of really coming at Ike. But now they had no choice but to do that. But what have I said over the past couple of weeks? What have we seen Pauk do? What did we see Levadiacos do? All those teams held their lines. They didn't really come at Ike that much. Um they pressed Ike a little bit up high and then held their defensive lines back because uh they were afraid of this free-flowing pressing Ike style that, that you could easily Ike could easily open up a team. Um so this kind of had Ike do what they did a little bit against Pauk and against Livaldiacos, they had, I, I created, but for me, they didn't have any clear-cut chances, any, uh, what I called, I don't remember what I called that on the last podcast, but what I call like, stand-up chances where you're you're screaming, you're thinking the ball's going in the back of the net, and uh, there's a terrific save, or there's, you know, uh, a player is 1v1 against the keeper and just, misses the the chance um didn't really see a lot of that, and um that's the part that's a little concerning is that in the first half at least we tested the keeper a couple of times and then we were luckily able to get a goal by the end of the first half and you know uh i think in the thirty seventh minute but then you know tragedy struck, and the forty third or forty fourth minute levy Garcia goes down i Like I said, I don't know the extent of his injury. I'm hoping that they just took him off as a precaution because you're 1-0 up. You have plenty of quality up front to finish off the game. You know, hopefully it's just either a minor injury that might leave him out. You know, one, two games, three games max. Or it's something where... um, uh, he's able to bounce back even quicker. Maybe it's maybe it's just overall. It's just a precaution. Um, only time will tell. This is the one player I've said, guys, over the past few weeks that we can ill afford to lose. I mean, every time we've we've struggled without Levy Garcia this year, uh, and uh, especially now not having Tom Van Weert. Again, yes, we have. You know, Araujo's played center forward before. Zuber can play that role, uh, which we saw today in the second half when he was brought on. Um, or no, when he was subbed on for Levy Garcia, um, Amrabat can play that role, but no one has that 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 speed. That he was, his confidence was flowing, you could tell. Uh, his finishing was getting better. He's a monster up front now, and he's gonna be missed in the in the style of offense that uh, Almeida plays and the press. No one can can really press. He's got so much speed. He can really he can really uh, keep the defense honest. Um, so hopefully it's not a big injury. So I, again, we're creating, there were a lot of great chances at times. I mean, Araujo should have definitely had a second goal in this game. He was denied a few times by Papadopoulos, Papadopoulos tried his best to keep the, his club in it, Asteras in it. We all know what happens in football, guys. We all know that if you don't put away your chances, eventually you get punished. Again, that's what stresses me out a little bit about this team is I don't mind the fact that they're they're creating chance after chance after chance. None really clear-cut, but even when you create clear-cut chances and you can't put that freaking ball in, I mean, all Astedas needed, and that's what I think they were holding on to, all they needed was one good counter, and we're leaving Philadelphia with dropping two points today, if that happens. And we're leaving with us having... 37 shots and instead having one shot and one on target and I leaving with a point, uh, you know, you, you, football is like life. It's not always fair. <laughs> um, and we know that. And one of the many reasons why we love this sport. Uh, so it can really punish you when you don't take advantage of your opportunities. Um, and it, it, it's, it's starting to get frustrating, but then like I said, Papadobos was trying to keep his team in it. Uh, Then around the 68th minute, uh, is subbed for Eliasson. And then you just saw a different Ike team for the rest of the match, really. I mean, Ike were able, uh, eight minutes later, after the the man of the match, was able to get his goal, Gatinovic, and put away the second one for Ike and finally put this to bed and be like, okay, this is done done and dusted. Um, You know, obviously with, the comeback that Astérez had a few weeks ago against Bauk, it was always kind of a little nervous. But you could tell, man, it was done and dusted. And um, even, uh, you know, I mean, Astetas was wasn't really playing for anything. They were playing a couple of their youngsters. Their manager had come out a couple of weeks ago and said that, you know, I'm going to try to play some of our youth, play some other players just to see. They're basically – what he's basically saying is I'm getting re- – gearing up, getting ready for next season. See what players we need to keep, what players we need to get rid of. You know, just trying to figure his way out with this team. See what kind of cards um, he's dealing with, what kind of players he's dealing with. So they did play with a few substitutions. Barales was subbed out at halftime for Asteras. Him and uh, – <laughs> Zavellas both got yellow cards and they were kept going at it the entire game. And, you know, they didn't want to sacrifice that type of quality player that Baralas is. So they subbed him off at halftime. Um, But Ike, getting back to Ike, Ike looked so much different when Eliasson came in. And again, I have to reiterate this. I said it last week that it came through the reports that... It came through the reports that Eliasson was not fully fit yet to play an entire match. Um, That's why he's been coming off the bench. I don't know if they're trying to get him to save his energy or for him to get fully fit. That way he can play in the... um, uh, to get him ready for the playoffs. That's what I'm assuming is going on. Uh, But just getting that quality speed on the wings makes so much big of a difference. I mean, I'm I'm sure all you guys saw it. I saw the team also in the beginning of the match uh, playing with a little bit of stress and urgency uh, really didn't start playing really free-flowing until that first goal went in. Now, that's what I saw from TV. Again, things always look differently on TV than from when people were there. I heard Yorgo Sakiris right after the match talking about it on Sport FM that he, the, the person that was in studio asked him, Did he get the same feeling? Because that's the feeling that this person also got, just like me, watching it from the TV. Uh, And Yorosek, said, no, not in the stadium. You you had no feeling of that. You felt like Ike was in control of the entire game. Uh, One thing about this team is, of course, Almeida has really put an emphasis and really helped this team overcome mental blocks that I think an Ike team that would have lost such a big derby last week may have caved or may have had another uh Strabo Batima may have had a bad result, where they're just, you know, it's it's just one game. We lose one game, we move on uh, from that. Um, so you saw the team come back mentally tough. It was great for them to get another victory. with we'll get another clean sheet in a Yesofia. Um So overall, this was just a win that we needed. Now that the Olympiacos game is over... So we stay, what, we move, oh gosh, sorry guys. I know it's really simple math, but it's all over the place. Um, So Bonathinaikos moved two points ahead of us. And we stay three points ahead of Oli right? I think that's how it goes right now. Um, Again, with a game, they both have a game at hand now. We still have uh, uh, one match less a makeup match to or whatever is going to happen with Atromitos. And a word on that is also... I was looking at the standings earlier today. So Atromitos are playing a big match against Aris. If they win tomorrow... then it makes that match with Ike big... because they still have a chance to break into the top six. It's going to be difficult for them to do it... but they still have a chance if they win. Um, If they lose... It pretty much puts them outside the top six. It makes it impossible for them to to get in. So they might not even have something to play for. Uh, you know, so I think they'll fight it more as if... Eh, Tomorrow is going to be a big day as if where our Tromitos go if the decision goes Ike Ike's way next week. Um, You know, I don't think... I think Ike will pursue it till the end. I think Ike will take it to the, the UF Accord or whatever, whatever they, I don't know how they call it in English, um, or what it's called. Because frankly, <laughs> the Greek Super League is the only league that I ever hear about it mentioned. So I don't know exactly what it's called in English. I should look that up. Um, I will pursue it if the decision, the original decision of the judge is upheld of, but with this paperwork coming out and saying that They had a contract and then Atromitos was responsible. I don't see any... Like, it would be very scandalous if a judge rules anything else besides in Ike's favor. Now, he might still say, like I said, for me, the right thing to do is dock Atromitos three points and play the match. That way we could shut all these people up. Um, But anyway, let's see what happens. But I just wanted to mention that because if Atromitos, like I said, don't win tomorrow... Don't beat Audis tomorrow. They're basically out of the running of the, the top six. I think they would still have a mathematical... No, they wouldn't. No. They're, they're going to be out of it completely if they lose tomorrow against Adis. Um. So, yeah, it was a nice bounce-back win for Ike. Uh, not much else to say. Uh, just it's going to be an exciting finish no matter what happens in the Super League. Obviously, whenever we're this close to in the league, you want... That league title. But it's gearing up to be an amazing playoffs. I can't wait to hear one. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. What happened in the dead of up at Oneon. Um I'll be back, guys. Uh, I know this isn't such a long episode and I was trying not to make it even this long. But um, if I forgot to mention anything, uh, I'll keep you guys updated. Keep a look out on social media about, you know, Garcia. Uh, wishing him the best of luck, wishing him the best of health. Hopefully, he can come back strong. Hopefully, it's not anything serious. Fingers crossed. Everybody, have a. a if you're in the old country or if you're here celebrating, have a good Cazarida good beginning to your Lent. Blessed struggle during Lent, if you're into that stuff. Um, and I'll see you guys middle of the week. I'm hoping to – fingers crossed again. I'm hoping to record – not soon after the the uh cup match. Of course we got the cup match and got a skaki coming up. Very, very massive match. Let me talk say a few words on that before I let you guys go. I should be able to record that night, so look for an episode out either late that night, US time, Eastern time, or um the next morning, Thursday morning. Uh should be able to record either Wednesday or Thursday. Massive match coming up. This could be, and, and I do agree with this. I heard them talking about it on the radio the other day. You know, this could be a back-breaking match for Ike. Because, yes, we're up 3-0, but we are going up against Olibiakos. Now, I would give Olibiakos honestly less than a 15% chance of going through. Again, I've seen crazier stuff happen, and I don't want to be putting my foot in my mouth if something happens. But I don't really see this team, this Oli team, scoring, you know, five or four, four or five goals on Ike. And even if that happens, I don't see them not conceding, like opening themselves up enough to where they're probably going to concede some goals if they open themselves up that much. But it's still, you know, if Oli Biakos going a goal early on, despite the fact that it's a three goal lead for Ike, it could make things interesting. And it's still, you know, obviously, oh, he's going in a kind of sky can always make you a little nervous. Now, you know, you don't know what the reaction of the fans are going to be. They didn't beat Panathinaikos today. They they still have not won a big game. They still have not won a big Uh So I'm sure, especially from, I just saw the statistics a minute ago come up. They they played better. And honestly, from what I saw, the few minutes that I saw, I didn't see very much of it. I saw like the last maybe 25 minutes or so. Um, Olympiacos did look better. Like, I don't know what went on the entire match. Um, they look they look like they're playing a little bit better football, but like I said, I don't see that happening. But a big day, um, big semifinal coming up Wednesday. Oliveira versus Ike <throat> in Karaskaki. So I'll see you guys then, man. Opus Panda, Forza Aikara. You guys stay safe out there, and uh, I'll talk to you guys later.